0: great i don't feel perfect jason
1: did a fly land in your ladder pre-workout
0: no unfortunately not i i have uh, subjected my ears to something that i unfortunately cannot uh unhear jason and it's yet another stinker from lord i just saw your tweet
1: um you said it sounded like if michelle <laughs> branch let me scroll up New Lord sounding like if Michelle Branch did a coffee house only album and it had B sides. Let's let's unpack this, Chris. Okay, so uh, Michelle Branch First of
0: all, first first of all, I want to be very clear. Michelle Branch got fucking slaps. This is not a shot at Michelle at all. What's what's her
1: biggest song? She did Friday. The song was a was a, a boppy
0: I I believe Michelle Brand oh all you wanted oh everywhere, everywhere. You're everywhere to me. I mean just a classic a classic early aughts uh you know uh grocery store slapper. Yeah. I got my period to that song. I remember when you got you went shopping for your first bra and you heard that in the Victoria's Secret. Your mom told me that actually when I when I met her. <laughs>
1: I've been an angel for a while
0: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, you don't need wings to be an angel. That's the thing. That's the thing about you, Jason.
1: So it sounds like that, but if it was coffee house only, so that means what? We're talking stripped down and it's a little bit. The, the, the uh, yeah, smell a, of dark uh, uh, Ethiopian roast is in the air.
0: Exactly. You're sitting on a tattered big couch.
1: You're you're drinking a coffee with two hands because the mug is more like a bucket than a coffee mug, isn't it?
0: I want to be warm. I want to be cuddly on the couch with the big latte. Okay, so that
1: so first of all, you know, the first two descriptors in your uh, in your 22 liked tweet, <laughs> sound it sounds pretty good so far. But then the album if the album had b-sides now doesn't every album have b-sides chris when you really think about it of
0: course but you're, but, you're
1: saying that that the lord song sounds like a b-side of that album
0: yes i'm saying that a lord a, this lord song is not good enough to make the cut of a michelle branch album
1: got it okay maybe maybe you need to upgrade your grammarly because i would have flagged this for a little bit of confusing tone I'd, i could, i couldn't
0: exactly get into it well i would say that 22 people disagree <laughs> with you that number is going up so <laughs> and we're good, only good, six good luck minutes with that. in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're only six minutes in. By the time we finish podcasting, that thing will be in triple digits and I guarantee it. Um, no, but I, I, I just I because I, because friend of the show, Jake Gallagher tweeted me and he's like, did you listen to this yet? I'm like, no. And I was like, you know what? Let me listen to you before the podcast. And now it's got me in a bad mood, you know, because it's so bad, mm. but it's okay yeah i mean look as as lord is in her flop era as he said
1: flop era, yeah I mean she w well, when when the, it was like three years ago that her last record came out, and that was that was everything to a lot of people, even I was a little bit lord lord pilled for a while
0: no, it was a good record, it's a good record. she's had a lot of great songs in her in her short career, and I actually I feel like Lord is obviously young enough and talented enough to recover from this Antonoff uh issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she'll I think she'll be able to bounce back, which you know, some performers couldn't do, Jason. Some people aren't strong enough to bounce back after Antonoff brings in the fucking telecaster and ruins your career. Chris, well, we don't need to bring Ryan Adams up again. Don't. She might actually maybe Lord should link, maybe Lord should link. <laughs> maybe that's the song she needs, bro. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, cause it's it's. it's Who's it's, the doctor they told you to go see? Exactly, it's a, Ryan Adams. It's a desperate. Unfortunately, he's not taking appointments right now. His Zoc <laughs> Doc is closed. His his Yelp reviews are so bad they they pulled his medical license. Much like Doctor Christopher Dunst in in the Doctor Death program on Peacock Network.
1: His, you need to create. I like that you said uh, Ryan Adams's Yelp reviews. We need to create a restaurant <laughs> called Ryan Adams, a Ryan Adams themed <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> just so we could start you know we could start fielding some reviews positive or negative i'll 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 hear all
0: that's a good idea i'm going to you know I,
1: unfortunately i don't know much much about ryan adams except for he broke the heart of mandy moore um, then I never listened to his music, so I don't. I, I, I Otherwise, I'd be firing off some great puns for the Re, the Ryan Adams themed restaurant. Yeah, right I'm now. not.
0: I'm not going. I'm not going to do that. But we could think about that. We we have a lot of restaurant concepts on the docket for How Long Gone LLC. So we'll we'll just add that to the to the, to the list. Yeah, um, we have a fast
1: casual, slow casual, all every genre. <laughs> yeah, no slow, stern.
0: <laughs> slow casual is how I describe your personality. Actually, so I, I, I'm inter- turtle like. Inter- yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. You are the tortoise. I am the hare, and unfortunately, we know how that story ends up. Chris,
1: I mean, I got in early with Fat Sals. All right, I think I bought in at like nineteen a share. So you know, don't don't yeah. come for me yeah, and no, my, my F and B investments, please. My, my portfolio is slim thick.
0: I would, <laughs> I, I would rather I, I would rather be poor than peddling those kind of fat boy subs at sal's that have chicken tenders and like chicken parmesan on the same piece of bread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but it does look to be, it lo- does look to be a successful business. There's a lot, a lot of, um,
1: we're expanding. There's a lot, <laughs> come by and say hi. There's a lot
0: of rented Camaros out front. So, you know, it's popping, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's going the fuck off in there. Yeah. You know all, the der- all their all their delivery
1: booming. drivers, um have they have to have an extended clip on the nine
0: the, not i mean of course they need a gun but they got the banana and i'm not talking peppers for the sub you know what i'm saying <laughs> Ooh, yummy uh. so uh
1: yeah yeah so all that was going down so I, I haven't listened to the lord song yet unfortunately well don't
0: worry don't worry you have plenty of time and after this after this podcast i'm going to um i'm going to cleanse my palate with uh, some michelle branch in the truck i think just to just to kind of remind me of what good music can be, as you dip no as you dip,
1: dip, dip on down to a uh, daytime gifting suite on a Tuesday. that is perfect
0: yeah. perfect soundtrack for that activity. that's, that's right. I'm h- I'm hitting Sunset Tower to visit friend of the show Marta and her air milkshake gifting suite and uh, sweet. and my eyes are gonna depuff <laughs> and my wrinkles are gonna be gone, chief once i once I come back as if as if your eyes could
1: get less puffy, Chris.
0: yeah, and i'm gonna um I'm gonna pick up one for you too, because you need it more than me.
1: Thank you so much. Don't. Thanks for not forgetting about the little guy. But
0: in cosmetic news, I, I'm making big changes in my life, and I I just I think I need to share it with our audience.
1: Here comes an absolute bombshell.
0: It's 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 something that I you know it's something I've teased out. Um, and I am <laughs> out. I am transitioning, <laughs> uh, to to a person that can see without glasses.
1: Mm-hmm. And and when you say see, do you mean like? physically see things with your eyes you're talking about see like the inequalities in the world no and, no like, no you're, you're, big, you said... you, you're look you're taking a, a good hard look at yourself in the mirror and your actions <laughs> is that kind of see
0: <laughs> no definitely not i thought you Got said it. see I thought you said see ya. And I'm like, we're not talking about <laughs> that on this podcast. We, we are not doing that. I don't, I don't need to talk about.
1: <laughs> next question, please. Next question,
0: next, next question, please. No, we, uh, I, I went to beautiful Newport Beach yesterday to have a consultation with my new eye doctor, uh, mm-hmm. about, you about give him a little a, shout
1: out. Is he going to give you a little, little discount if you give him a shout out? I ain't
0: seen the, I ain't seen the discount yet, but mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he said some chicks from Revolve came in last week and they were hot. That so, us? <laughs> yeah, he didn't say he didn't say they were hot, but he <laughs> did say. But but yeah, shout out to the Feinerman Vision Center in Newport Beach. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so this was a recommendation from from my friend Tom Daly of District Vision. He said it'll change your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went in for the consultation. Luckily, um, luckily, one of the uh, the optometrists there um, tested me, and I was all set. I, I, I meet the requirements. So uh, as of September 27th the the Cutler and Gross are b- <sighs> retiring. We can hang these glasses in the rafters, Jason at, at MSG.
1: I don't know if P- so you said what September Yeah. like Like Late September 27th. So that means when our tour, you're going to be spec free mm -hmm. on tour
0: spec free because I'm tired of hauling all these frames around, bro. I got two pairs of prescription sunglasses. I got my district vision. I hope these tickets
1: are non-refundable.
0: Well, I want to fly under the radar. I want to be able to go to whole foods in Austin and be left alone. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a disguise for me, but no, honestly, I'm, I'm everybody I've talked to about this said it like changes their life. Like you literally leave, you go home, you go to sleep, you wake up the next day and you can see Mm -hmm. it's just, it's 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 truly crazy to me. I've had glasses since the fifth grade. So, are you excited to
1: have that uh, have that experience in your life?
0: I think it's going to make me a better athlete. To be totally honest with you,
1: right? Because you don't have those clunky frames weighing you down on the golf course or something like
0: that well it just it's just a little bit of a distraction and i i think that just one more thing to worry about exactly with with 2020 vision uh no timberlake i'll be able to Mm -hmm. i will be able to focus more and, and see better and also to be honest with you, driving at night. Um,
1: okay, this is good. This is good. I mean, even though it's going to make you look worse, it'll be better for your overall mental health. And I know that mental health is big for you right
0: now. Yeah, mental health is definitely not as big as physical looks, but you know, sometimes <laughs> you sometimes you, you you have to make hard decisions. But yeah, so I went to Orange County. I checked in with with Dr. Feinerman, who had multiple. I think he fixed Kobe's eyes. Damn. There's a lot of pictures of him posing with Kobe. Damn. Okay. So. That makes me feel that makes me feel like I'm in pretty good company, right? Definitely is. Have you have you seen what
1: the what the Zell is hidden for? Cuz this this might not be The
0: the interesting the interesting part about the LASIK procedure that I wasn't ready for is that they charge you when you make the appointment. So the MX has been swiped. Really? Yeah, they're like, babe, you pay up front. This is like a drug dealer.
1: Hey, if you don't like it, you can go get your LASIK done somewhere else, goofy. Well, the
0: interesting, the interesting part was I actually thought it was going to be more than it was. I thought it was going to be a couple thousand dollars more than it was. So I was happy to, I was happy to hand over the Platinum.
1: So what's the, what's this hidden for? Like seven five three. Three th- three
0: bands? Three bands. Three bands to fix your fucking eyesight. Three bands for a LASIK in Newport Beach. Chris, what's the catch? And I had a little, and I had, luckily I had a, a 20 left over to get a, a living hummus wrap from Mother's Market. Uh, it was a great day. Yeah. yeah, I got an iced coffee. I poured a little bit out in the parking lot uh, in remembrance of my brothers, uh, the Stewarts.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um,
0: while, while I was there.
1: Not, I mean, not, nothing better for Chris Black, for him and his mental health is to go to a regional health food store in Newport Beach touch all the flax seeds
0: the best part the best part about mother's market the best part about mother's market in orange county is it seemed that masks were optional <laughs> even though the state of california has deemed it different um it was a it was a real dice roll when you when you took a left, you know, past the kombuchas, you might run into a yeah. a coughing young man. It was it was a risky <laughs> a coughing luckily. Coughing young man. Luckily I dipped and dodged. What
1: is was that on suedehead or was that on <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: That was a Your Arsenal B-side. Um but, Got it. Got it. Got it got but it. yeah, so anyway, it's been a big it was it was a big day for me yesterday and I I do though I hate going to Orange County without you, but hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be able to create some Orange County content around this medical pre- procedure I'm going through and and I'm thinking about before we get to our guests I mean I'm thinking about since I'm going under the knife anyway and we're going on tour I'm mm-hmm. thinking about maybe I should get maybe I mean maybe I should get my lips done
1: what are you going to get done to those things can they take any more filler
0: I I mean I it's been a little while and they deflate over time luckily so I think it's probably it been a little while. I think it's probably doable but we'll see I mean you know we'll see <laughs> I'm buttoning things up the intro is over Zach Barron uh the famed uh, GQ writer known for his uh profiles on big celebs and other interesting folks is is joining us today he lives in los angeles and um you know we're going to get into it with him i i'm obviously you know justin Bieber's top of mind for me i'm sure jason's got some other shit he wants to dive into
1: i'd like to talk about the music of sierra <laughs> see
0: era okay uh <laughs> let, let's uh let's let's give Zach a jingle
1: if Zach, a true professional he comes into the room he sees the he sees the men talking, and he goes right back into the kitchen, starts doing those dishes. He's that's like, "That's right, that's right." <laughs> I know one thing: I, you don't step on another man's intro, and you handled it better than almost anyone else in the history. So, well done. Off to a great start.
2: Oh well, thank you, thank you. I'm very uh, proud of myself right now. As you should be.
0: Yeah, yeah. As you should be. Um, you're dealing with two professional pod. How much podcasting have you done, Zach?
2: Very little. There is a podcast studio in my home. What? But that is my wife's domain
0: damn your wife be potting and she's not even offering to rent it out to us
2: oh yeah she, no, she definitely did she was like i got the microphone i have like the good recorder set up."
0: <laughs> you're like no nah, i'm good and i was like i'm good i was like these airpods are
2: gonna be fine
0: <laughs> these guys don't need that don't worry about it you ever heard of this podcast honey oh, i didn't i didn't think so
2: yeah no they, they, there's not for the listeners at home there's not even you know uh visuals on the zoom it's just Looking at Chris's face and some text that says Jason,
1: yeah, that's right. well, luckily, Zach, we have an audio based podcast, so those visuals will not be needed, <laughs> okay, yeah, so your so your 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 life partner is a podcast host producer just a hobbyist enthusiast how is she connected why does she have the home studio
2: yeah she's really into like CB radio and stuff
1: um <laughs> my kind of gosh damn is she single <laughs>
2: <laughs> damn your wife sounds hot bro she's a, a illustrious <laughs> podcaster uh for the ringer podcast network
0: oh you're oh. part of the oh i see so big so you're in the pockets of big bill simmons i'm not surprised she a sports sports chick yeah oh yeah yeah
2: yeah everything i own really comes from bill if you if you uh <laughs>
0: really to do the back. forensic accounting yeah <laughs> yeah this this uh this lambo truck actually was paid for by bill simmons i didn't want this to come out in court so
1: you really didn't want to record it in this room with all the professional gear so it sounds good very what's up with that zach
2: thought maybe there'd be like a pre-call we would kind of go over what we we're gonna do here what the audio <laughs> options were and then <laughs> i just roll in and y'all are uh you
1: know okay no um, you're right you're right that's on chris he didn't set up the pre-call <laughs> what that
0: that is not look we don't we approach things a little differently it's not s- like him some of these other podcasts and i've i've luckily been able to guess on some podcasts that do all of that and i do find it helpful but tedious for the guest you know
1: yeah it, it's it's helpful to prevent uh stis and pregnancy by wearing a condom but nobody wants <laughs> to do that you know what i mean I'd rather take my chances with a raw dog. Am I right, Zach?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Protections for (laughs) suckers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, (laughs) raw is really the only way. Yeah, no, that's that. Thank you for understanding. I didn't know, but that that's interesting that you share your home and life with a professional podcaster. Is your wife? Is, is did she have a career? Obviously, she probably had a career doing something else before podcasting.
2: Yeah, yeah, she was a journalist as well and an editor, and um,
0: sort of successfully
2: transitioned uh, out of the sinking ship that the rest of us, uh, you know, still mm. still ride
1: daily. So, how much more money does she make than you, then? Uh, you know, it's
2: uh, <laughs> it's competitive. <laughs> I wouldn't say I, I would, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm on the right side of the ledger, but um, <laughs> look, marriage is an exchange of ideas and finances, <laughs> and it's a it's a union between two bank accounts, <laughs> uh, one of which is bigger than the other, and um, we're uh, we're offering
1: competitive wages currently.
0: Yeah, you sound like you're applying for a job at Subway, but I, I liked it. <laughs> you, you, sounded, you sounded like you were in a, in the interrogation room, but that is. You're a talented man.
1: I mean, obviously, I know that you have written a bunch of stuff and, and been, you know, received a lot of credit and accolades and success from that. But just hearing you talk for a while, your improvisational skills did you do a little UCB class? What's going on here? Or are you just down to clown?
2: Yeah, no, no. I mean, always down to the clown and, and, uh, yes, and, you know, is the principle that I live by.
1: Um, no, I, I, Zach. <laughs> long story short, I did not expect you to be this funny out, out of the gate, and I'm I'm tickled by it. So
2: you were expecting the the sort of wallflower writer, timid in the corner.
1: I mean I, I had no doubts that you were going to be a good guest of course but we've never met before so I didn't really know you and it's you can only get so much info off of a social media account
2: Yeah especially a trash social media account like mine
1: It is bad isn't it Yeah it's it's
2: pretty bad
0: That's not really your th- <laughs> that's not that's not really your thing though you know that's not you don't have to deal with that That's okay mine's bad too that's, that's, Yeah, yeah that's worse. right
2: that's right I feel like I got in just above the um the gate right where you had where you had to make it work there and uh, if I had it wouldn't worked out so that's that's what you think for me
0: not everyone can be an influencer uh that's it's, right it's, that's right trust that's me right. It's, it's it's hard i'm actually before you got on i was campaigning hopefully to get a get a discount on my lasik by talking about it on the podcast but i don't think it's going to happen so you have journalistic integrity but we don't um, we'll take kind of anything.
1: Yeah, Zach, what's that vision hitting for right now? Drop your motherfucking vision numbers. 2020? 2020, 2020? 15, 2020, 15,
2: it's like, it's 2020. I'm reading signs at great distances.
1: Um, <laughs> my man, my motherfucking man. The hearing,
2: the hearing is like, is a rat pretty much um, from too many? Fellow DJ. No, no, too many basement <laughs> shows in the teens and
0: twenties. Wait, hold on, hold on. Zach Barron, do we have a do we have a former, a recovering hardcore kid on our hands? He here?
1: didn't say what kind of shows. It could have been ska. It could have been drum and bass. See, Chris, Chris knows language when
2: he hears it. He's, That's right, he's, baby. He's, yeah,
0: I know that. I know that hardcore dog whistle when I hear it, and and, and it. it <laughs> the dog whistle is basement yeah. show. No one else would go to a basement. I mean, I, I don't think ska bands even had basements
2: no 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 they they like to do it uh you know like outdoors and, and rodeos and county fairs <laughs> <It's really> <laughs>
1: <fun>. <laughs> yes, you guys uh, yeah. does your park have an amphitheater an all-ages amphitheater we can
0: use. <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to pay whatever the rental fee is yeah yeah that's it's where did you grow up zach i grew up in philadelphia oh no oh yeah. god okay well yeah in the kind
2: of Lifetime, Kid Dynamite,
0: let's go. Like
2: thirteen, kill the man who questions era of things. Sean 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 Agnew's reign there was influential. I think he's in L.A. now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just
2: going to all sorts of punk shows and. I I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, it was like you weren't really hearing the band unless you were like standing right next to the Marshall stack.
0: Well, of course. Yeah, that was like
2: (laughs) in the in the church. And it was like, there's only like 10 of us here. You don't need 17 (laughs) amplifiers, but I'm going to stand right in front of all of them. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's being part. You want to be supportive of your friends. That's a big that's one of the big ethos of hardcore, obviously, is supporting your friends.
2: Yeah. And once you put the earplugs in, they kind of they know in their heart. That you're
0: not really <laughs> honestly. I, honestly, I I tried to wear your plugs as an adult, like in the last couple of years, and I I felt like a narc still. Like the residual narking mm-hmm. was was all over me. Because Jason was into this stuff too. I were the house was the house show as much of a phenomenon on the West Coast. I feel like it wasn't.
1: Yeah, we had house shows all the fucking time, but probably not as much as you guys because we had you know like infrastructure and you know. <laughs> things like that but there's a spot called coo's cafe in santa ana that was like a makeshift one turned from an actual just regular you know two-bedroom fucking heroin squat house or whatever into a place where you can see dystopia play
0: did you were you in a band Zach, or were you just a, a participant
2: i had a record label Let's go and uh, I think we put out three records, some of
1: which are still
2: in cardboard boxes. Uh, I don't think I moved them to Los Angeles. I think that I think I cut the cord before I came out here, but uh, okay
1: what, what was the what was the biggest release on your label that we, we might have any familiar familiarity with uh well, you definitely won't um
2: but i'm trying to remember the order the first one was a band called sinaloa from boston uh second one was a band called balboa from philly and the third was a band called tiny hawks from rhode island
1: sinaloa like the the region of mexico yeah it was a it was you know pretty cartel uh name choice
2: Um, so
1: a band full of white guys (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah 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 be- be- bearded uh yeah you know white guys in camo shorts as as we all were
0: i couldn't really grow i couldn't really grow a beard yet um but i definitely had a nice selection of shorts
2: yeah and probably some good sauconies too right
0: you know what that was that was it's so funny the regional fashions because saucony there was heads wearing those but i i stuck to the vans uh, and the New Balance vegan, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't. I didn't really get into the the Saucony was a little more like, emo, like saves the day type beat to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that was my area. That was my region.
0: I mean, I love saves. I mean, I think Saves the Day is still tours pretty successfully, actually.
2: Well, I, I'm like the the guy who really loved that first record when it was like a bunch of Jersey hardcore guys, uh, and then and then the singer, and then he kicked all of them out and formed an actual band.
0: You were gone. You were, you were out by then.
2: I was out. I was only there for the first record. Um, but no, yeah, my my label we advertised in Heart Attack and Maximum Rock and Roll. And-
0: Let's go! Well, you know, to bring it full circle, you know, one of Jason's oldest friends was Heart Attack columnist Steve Aoki. Oh, so oh. it's really, it, it's really, a it's really a full circle moment here on how long gone.
1: You're not the only writer in this town, Zach. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not forget.
1: Steve could be eating
0: your lunch if he wasn't making it.
1: Don't interject a Benny Hanna joke. I
2: I think I'm full up on pizza places in LA, but thanks.
0: People keep talking about Side Pie and then I saw they have a Grateful Dead oven and it made me so mad.
2: I can't get down with the like pop up. I have to DM you on Instagram and then drive to your house to mm-hmm. to have you come out to my car and give me the pizza subculture in LA. I'm I'm kind of like pizza's good, but it's not it's not like a vision quest,
1: you know. It's not a vision quest. We, are we blaming? We're blaming COVID for this. How? What are we doing?
2: I, I don't know. I mean, it is true, right? That a lot of the restaurants, like Kail Mary or whatever, were like, "Well, this isn't working. We need to to flip it and and do pizza." But I'm, I I, I, don't, I don't really, I don't really know. I, I, uh, it's not my favorite trend, but I couldn't tell you the origin.
1: Like how we all watch TV with subtitles now because of COVID for some reason. It's just like now all restaurants are just. You know, come to my friend Ronnie's backyard in Riverside. <laughs> We're gonna have- He's making some bomb ass fucking.
0: He's got some nice pepperoni cups at his crib. You guys really gotta check these out. <laughs> what's your What's your number one LA pizza though? If you're, I mean, because I'm. If you're a
1: Philly boy, I mean, you gotta check in with Wareheim before you start throwing these claims around. By the way, a f- uh, fellow Philly. Ink and Dagger, bro. I'm sure you were rocking with the vampires. Back yeah, in and, there,
2: and right? Dagger was never my thing, but um, yeah. You're I, I would him. love to
1: be cred checked
2: by Dark Berheim.
0: But, <laughs> let's call him now. Um, <laughs> well, wait. First of all, what, what neighborhood do you live in?
2: <laughs> I live in Eagle Rock, which I which I feel like I know that Oh appreciate. God, um, Zach! <laughs> why are you
0: making? Why are you making these decisions? Does it have a back house or something? Like, what was the re? What? Uh, why are you making these decisions?
1: <laughs> I was a
2: Beachwood resident. Uh, Beachwood Canyon resident, uh, mm-hmm. for my entire run in LA. Uh, and then the pandemic hit and we were living in a, uh, open floor plan home, mid century modern only in the literal sense that it was built in the mid century and the modern cell, <laughs> sure. not that it was architecturally <laughs> significant in any way whatsoever.
0: Nice. Thank you for making, thank you for explaining <laughs> that, that caveat to us. Thank we you. had,
2: exa- I think we have one door that close. Like we came out from New York and we were like, ah, oh, the circulation and the light and the air and it's all just one big room, how magical. Then we were just in it together, my wife and I every day. As I said, she's a podcaster too, so she'd be like in the kitchen getting takes off and um <laughs> we just decided get we these had these little to move. Motherfucking
1: takes off. Yeah, I mean, any part of a good successful partnership with Bay even if you aren't podcasting, you gotta have you gotta have a door to slam every once in a while. You need to have your own little solo space. You can't be fuming. yeah like if
2: I can't stalk upstairs every once in a while exactly. you know, and, and maintain a brooding silence
1: puffing and puffing in only the way that Zach does <laughs> passive aggressive motherfucker. <laughs> okay so now you're in eagle rock you got a little more space a little more room to spread around. a little more
2: space i isn't this podcast headquarters in glendale which is literally the adjacent neighborhood to eagle rock
1: don't get me wrong zach i'm i'm pro eagle rock I, i'm a i'm an eagle rock stan highland park on the other hand we're still working that out but chris is the one who chris hates everywhere in la except for brentwood bel-air and west hollywood
0: i would le- rather live in west hollywood than anywhere on the east side at this point
1: that's insane
0: to me. Chris just wants to live wherever TikTokers live. Yeah, I just came to terms with the fact that that's who I am, and I don't want to be around, like, dusty New York... No, this is not you, of course, but dusty New York transplants.
1: This is who I am. Burial voice. So
2: you want to be around dusty people that are, like, meatpacking and flat iron transplants.
0: Exactly. Exactly, (laughs) yes. Yeah, 100%. I want to be around a meatpacking transplant. That is a great way to describe it. At least he's honest about how horrible his
1: choices are you know what i mean he owns them at least
2: yeah i kind of i kind of re- i kind of respect it it's a vision for a less complicated less definitely less dusty life like.
0: literal du- literal dust though i'm not talking about like the the metaphorical dust like it's literally dust dustier he's over. talking
1: about the type of dust you might see where the two and the one thirty four meat, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right by Fish King. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, oh, easy now. Are you a, are you a Fish King fanatic? I I, 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 am. I am. I think.
2: I think you put me on to the the Caesar salad there. But I was a. I was a. I was a. You know, I was getting fish there and, and enjoying the the slightly insane Glendale vibe that it has.
1: Did I put you onto the Caesar? Was that a private DM or was this just from you listening? I
2: think that was a grub street diet pickup that i made
0: oh god don't gas him up do not he's he talks about the grub street diet every day to the, still
1: i haven't brought it up in months chris and it's not really necessary just because he read it doesn't mean it was good you great know what point I mean?
0: yeah what did you think of jason's grub street it was it was
2: it was great it was really it was like a work of art
0: you would have cut it you would have yeah. you would have probably yeah you would have probably cut it for length though right you know i mean let's let's be honest chris he's a writer not an editor I'm sure he dabbles in editing when he when he sees his graphs getting lopped off by some
2: Say it, Chris. Let me let me tell you what doesn't happen. The graphs do not get lopped.
0: Your graphs don't get lopped. You're saying all all Baron's graphs stay in. That's just the way it goes. That's in your contract.
1: These colors don't run.
2: You know the the writing errors or peccadillos don't don't run to length. I, I, I get bored very easily as a writer, so so it's it's like compression, compression, compression. Mm,
0: compression.
2: The, the the note is like do more here usually not less.
1: How can we Inflate this so much that it becomes ruined, and then I start over.
2: Yeah, exactly. How can we turn these eight hundred okay words into four thousand?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we need to beef this up a bit, Zach. Can we? We need about thirty-two hundred more words here. You got eight hundred; they're yeah. pretty do, good. Do you have
2: it? Do you have anything else? Is there anything on the uh, cutting room floor <laughs> that, that might work for this?
1: I'm happy to just check out some notes you um, you might have. Well, I mean, as uh, as a writer who's been doing this a lot longer with much more success does that ever get easier with time or is it always just a living hell writing no not writing but more so that (laughs) that part specifically of like knowing when like oh i've got a thing here and i'm not going to you know conflate it inflate it more and more and to the point where it's you know sucked out dry and and ruined like are you able to catch yourself making these errors before you do it ahead of time with your experience or is it always just kind of feeling around in the dark
2: yeah I mean I think it's a I think it's both I think if you do it for a while you do start hearing all those voices in your head of people you know I've I've had several editors but all of them have edited like a lot of pieces and so you get the same notes over and over again you start being like this lead is too quiet like before anybody else has to tell you you're like I can hear that, that this isn't doing what it needs to do or you know, this 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 thing I thought was cute and cool for the second section is, like, never going to work.
0: Who's your who's your, who's your your editor at Gentleman's Quarterly?
2: Uh, right now it's a guy named uh, Jeff Ganyon. Okay. And then, of course, Will Welch, who runs the magazine, reads
1: everything as well.
0: I didn't know if he had time to edit because he was in the lot waiting for the show to start. You know what I mean? But that's good to know that he...
1: We thought he was more of a hands-off kind of character. <laughs> we
0: were, I'm glad to know that he's, he's still in there, you know, even when the de- dead are on tour.
1: I mean, look, you can read copy in the lot, you know? <laughs> Just to clarify, when you say the lot, you're talking about a Grateful Dead parking lot concert. Yeah, concert, a Grateful parking Dead lot? parking
0: lot. Well, there, I, I noticed a friend, a friend of mine from Atlanta, was at a show last night. So I believe that they're yet again on tour with with uh, my leader, John well, Johnny Marr, John, Johnny Mayer, the other Johnny Mayer on guitar, Johnny Mayer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How have we never said that before? <laughs> I mean, every time we play, there's a new morsel to be found in the ground. You see that movie Pig yet, Zach? Speaking of,
2: I'm a Nick Cage fan. Uh, but I just, for whatever reason, have not made it to Pig yet. Are are you guys fans? Is, is this? Do I need to have do you been it? to
1: Have you been to any movies? Have you been to any movies since quarantine has has lifted its ban a little bit?
2: No, it's strictly uh, strictly screener life still. I think
1: screener life. Yeah. yeah, screener life. Did we just weave
0: that in the screener? Yeah. Life? What is listen a screener? to this guy? What? Yeah. Explain. What does that mean?
2: Uh well um like a, a film studio or a, a, a publicist will send you a link to the to the film so you can watch on your computer usually with your name sort of emblazoned in giant letters <laughs> okay, across great. the screen so, so you can't, you can't pirate can't
0: it bootleg it yeah i know yeah I know.
2: which is like a, a very like bad way to watch it's not great movies and i always feel bad i think the director if he were to see that would be very upset it does keep you away from you know super spreader events um in in movie theaters
0: what if what if but what if i told you we were trying to go to those that's the thing
2: is this so this is like kind of a a anti-vax pro-covid podcast right
0: (laughs) no it's not but people surely don't get the humor sometimes we have
1: a we have an active spreader scenario (laughs) currently
0: in place the funny thing is jason and i have both been vaxxed for a very long time and just like to joke but i do think that the super spreader term is just so funny to me. I just I, I just think it's so funny that everything is a super spreader. You know, like going to the grocery store is is Lollapalooza for me.
1: Yeah, what what turn yeah, Zach, what would you say what's the criteria to to have an event or an experience, an IRL experience, be a spreader event versus a super spreader event? What has to go down? Is it just a a total headcount? Is there a sneeze capability in play? I feel like
2: nothing will top nothing will top the Sturgis motorcycle rally <laughs> last year, where they were like drive your your bike from every corner of the United States in the depths of the pre-vaccine pandemic, and then just gather really closely, and then everybody returned to where you came from
1: and make sure that all the people involved are um obese alcoholics who uh <laughs> smoke four packs a day make sure their immune systems are just uh, running at a snail's pace and then let's have everyone all kind of convene together and fuck
0: did you get covid
2: no no i w- i um i'm i'm thirty nine and washed like i don't I don't leave my house anyway, so the, the like I don't know who I would have gotten COVID from, so you never leave your house, bro no, and i do but but not in the depths of a global pandemic
0: Some would some people would say you're a pussy, but I think that's probably smart you're not you're not wrong, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> look, I can be a pussy and smart, Zach, I don't think you're a pussy just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but you're. But we're, <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> a nice pat on the back from Jason. Always, yeah, all, exactly. It feels good.
2: One out of two isn't bad. Well, how
0: are you? So, so during the COVID nineteen pandemic, as a as a guy who's writing a lot of profiles that require a lot of time to be spent with the subject. I mean, it can't be hitting the same over Zoom.
2: Yeah, mostly not at all. I, I mean, like, initially it was sort
1: of this is this is where my fucking raw analogy comes back into play, doesn't it, Zach? Right,
2: right, right. Yeah, no, you feel it too, don't you? Zoom is like is like two at a time. Uh, you know, from a protection standpoint,
1: <laughs> you're talking about a double bag or two partners at a time, Zach. You're yeah, a nasty, I know. You're you're, a, you're bag, a common freak.
2: I got, I came up to like the, the cliff of double bag and didn't want to say it. And, and, <laughs> you didn't, yeah, want, to say, you didn't want to
1: say the words double bag as a grown man yeah. in 2021. That's smart. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't know if you were talking about a nice menage,
0: okay? I don't know how they do things over in the hills of Eagle Rock. Eagle, Rock's some, uh, Eagle Rock is, is some, that's the new and Drive from what I've heard.
1: You, get one too many IPAs, some hazy boys at Oinkster. <laughs> yeah. Take home a third. <laughs> take home a third. You know what I'm saying, player.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, the, the Zoom reporting. I feel like the first one I did was a Robert Pattinson story, and that was funny because he was in quarantine in London at the time.
0: I remember this. This was big because this was this was when it was it was people thought he shot the cover himself. It was like a big because he he like was at home and he looked crazy and hot.
2: He did shoot the cover himself.
0: Do you expect me to believe that, Zach? I do. I'll believe it because it's Pattinson. Because I think he he leans artistic.
2: Honestly, God, we sent him a bunch of cameras and obviously like we talked about references sure, and sure, creative sure. ideas and stuff, but then he, he shot it. He shot it.
0: I mean it's very it looked cool too. It was I think that people were like desperate for something nice like that at the time
1: yeah absolutely zach you can feel how jealous chris sounds in his voice over zoom right jealous
2: of like the, the self portraiture skills or the, the camera equipment arriving to the house
1: or all of
0: it Zach you Zach for first of all you can send a 5d to my house anytime and I'll deliver better self portraits than that just FYI just not as many people want to see them that's the issue is kind of the big issue yeah that's the bigger issue is that I, I unless you send the clothes and unless I get a lot hotter and more successful no one's gonna really want to see those unfortunately Well,
1: speaking of speaking of hotties of the entertainment industry you you interview- interviewed Sudeikis for the big cover story where he was jumping with the tennis racket on the cover and and since his show Ted Lasso is kind of like Chris Black kryptonite in every way can you figure out an angle that might kind of crack him and turn him into a fan I've, I've sort of tried everything and I'm, I'm I'm getting a goose egg over here
2: yeah I mean I feel like Chris I get it I <laughs> that is not a show that looks like it's... You
1: hate the, You hate Ted Lasso, too? Okay, now we got something interesting going on. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. I mean, everything I wrote was a lie, and I, I don't like it at all. Um, no, I, like, I mean, for one, I think that the interesting thing about that story and about him right now is the way that his life got very parallel to a thing that happened in Ted Lasso, which is the character's marriage breaking up, and mm. that's... What happened to Sudeikis' very public relationship too. That that was just sort of fascinating. And then the the first season of Ted Lasso shouldn't work, but it but it does. It's like it's just it it's just kind of I don't know, it won me over. It's funny,
0: it's got a lot of positivity in it. See, that's my problem. Positivity. Too wholesome for Chris.
2: I wouldn't say that's like the thing I generally like in in art either. It's like yeah. sincerity or positivity or or that sort of like raw, raw earnestness. But mm-hmm. There was something about the way they did it that really worked for me. It could be that that I was just depressed when I watched it and was like, "I need to be cheered up." The,
0: the qualities that I'm saying don't appeal to me are what what made it work for for the larger society.
2: Yeah, and I, I also I do think there's like almost like some arbitrage involved where it's like people don't really make shows about. I could be wrong. Maybe I just don't watch them, but people don't really make shows about decency or being nice. And and <laughs> I I think I'm don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to advocate for a world in which art is all about that. But I I think also there is some weariness for me with like the next anti-hero and the one after that, or the comedy where someone just behaves really excruciating the entire time. And you kind of just sit there and wince. And I was like, Oh, okay. I like this. The idea is that I will feel no stress whatsoever at any point while watching this. I I can get behind that. Mm,
0: That's honestly Mm -hmm. a good, uh, that's honestly a good point though. And interesting is that I think that we, we are so used to, that that's like a big part of life. Like people are nice, and there are good things that happen, and that's kind of underrepresented in these mediums in some way. We prefer to focus on like the suffering.
2: Yes, and it's like now it's like an arms race for like how bad can your main character be, and and or how awkward can your comedy be, or or, or what have you, and and yeah. and uh, that th- they just they sink. You know, well, while others were zagging.
0: No, that's that's a, that's actually a really interesting way to think about it. Mm,
1: they saw an opening in the market. That's just good business.
0: But the real question is the 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 ongoing "how long gone" debate. Where do you land on Dickie? I
2: I can't get into it personally, even though everyone I trust is pro.
1: Like a like a Nomi Fry type of character that we have in our lives, where you are like mm, I trust your opinion greatly. You're smarter than I am, but you also like the show. What does that confuses me in my brain? Yes, yes,
2: and I live in a perpetual state uh, like that with Dicky. But I, 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 think I think I get it. Yeah, he's he's sort of willing to to riff on all that all that stuff that other people wouldn't. I don't know. I I, I can't front. I I can't watch that show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, I, I was trying. I really was trying to represent, but I can't. I
0: can't. get it. No, but I get the appeal of it. I mean, I also think it's like I really liked hacks. I think Jason did too and a lot of people I know like that and it to me it's it's all a little it's all in the same kind of category of that you know peeking into the window of Hollywood you know or the or whatever the the you know the the music business whether it be holly whether it be acting or music or whatever and I think that will always work to some extent and he's just found the angle for a certain age group and a certain demographic that, that wasn't getting that in the, in the way that he's presenting it.
2: Yeah. I I personally really struggle with humor. That depends on like awkwardness. Like I can't really do curb your enthusiasm either. And so Mm. the idea of a a white rapper, which is something I find, you know, relatively cringeworthy anyway, most of the time. It's chuggy AF, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly that. (laughs) Uh, you know, that's just, that's just how I like to put it when I'm having beers with my friends. Birds of a feather. It's just that thing where what you're gonna see is someone say the wrong thing in front of someone, or go on a really awkward quest that he shouldn't go on. I just want to hide somewhere when I watch stuff like that, and and that seems to be the that whole engine of that show.
1: And you've and you've always been like that. You've always been like that. You think? Yeah, yeah.
2: I can't. I can't. I I, I feel like actually in real life I'm I'm really down for an awkward situation. You know, like I. I love that move where you're in the restaurant and there's someone at the other table that someone you're sitting with really doesn't want to see, you know, or or they don't want to see you. And you're like, Hey, hello, you're, you're that guy. I I love that in real life, but uh, in my entertainment, I can't deal with it. That's
1: very interesting.
0: (sighs) Jason loves that's Jason's entire approach to life. He, He will make everyone feel as awkward as possible with conversations that don't need to happen. And it's for his own amusement only.
1: I mean, I, I have to be in the right mood for an awkward type of situation because that's obviously what everyone loves about it. a Curb Your Enthusiasm situation is like, oh, how's he going to get out of this twisted tail? Or like, you know, the last episode of White Lotus, that's more relevant to the current times of just like, this is a crazy situation going on and it's compounding more and more. And then eventually you get the release, you know, that's kind of the big payoff.
0: I didn't watch white Lotus either. I'm busy watching other, I
2: I didn't either for the, for this, the same reasons where everyone was like, you should watch this. And I was like, it's awkward it's intensely awkward right and they're like oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's like no, nothing has ever been more awkward i'm like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great I wonder what the psychology behind that is I,
2: I, I don't really like scary movies either and it's a similar psychology where where someone's like never seen anything more gruesome or horrible than this and i'm like cool
1: i don't understand why
2: that's a recommendation but but god bless you
1: zach where do you stand on roller coasters You coaster mafia I'm
2: a little
0: Coaster Mafia, Let's go, baby. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to hear that. I love that you love adventure as long as it's on a coaster and not with comedy.
1: Yeah. All right, Zach. Okay, how about this one? What do you think about the deep seas of the ocean? Are you chasing 100-foot waves out there? What's going on? I I
2: would, but I... (laughs) I have a very bulky shoulder. I have a right shoulder that comes out of its socket very easily. So,
0: bro,
1: you got a trick shoulder?
2: My first and last attempt to surf, you know, you have to really dig for the wave. I think I once got it and got up. And then the second time I was digging for the wave out in the sea with the, the you know, everything. And uh, the shoulder came out of its socket. And oh. so I, I just kind of rode the board like face down shit, In, onto the shore and then rolled off and used the sand to put my shoulder back into place <laughs> and that was the end of my, my big it. wave surfing career. This is,
1: this is every big wave rider's worst nightmare. Shoulder coming out of socket can't pedal back to... So you really... Popped it back in on shore uh, by yourself. On
2: sure. well, it comes out a fair amount. Like I, I think you guys are uh, damn bro, very, very passionate about tennis and overhand serve. Will will do this to me as well.
0: So you're you, is it is it not that painful? It's just like annoying, and you just pop it back in, or is it really painful?
2: Oh no, it's incredibly painful. It's <laughs> okay. incredibly painful, and, and okay. it's like it's like so painful that it's embarrassing because you can't you can't play it off with people. Like if if I was playing tennis with a friend. And I did it. There's no like, oh, let me low key adjust this and it's like me dropping to the ground, yelling, <laughs> and then rolling around <laughs> until I get it back in. It's not it's not like subtle.
0: But is there like a method to getting there's a method to getting it back in at this point, like you know how to do it. You just oh, need like a hard absolutely. you need like yeah, a surface yeah. to so are you are you kind of like flailing or is it something you can do with your other arm
2: no, i can do it with my other arm one one time i um i was doing you know sway in the morning the the <laughs> i think it's Sirius xm i was doing a media appearance on that and uh i was wearing you know like a
0: why were you doing that uh to, to talk about a story i wrote which story is sway interested in
2: i think it was uh idris elba's story i was wearing a I think a varsity jacket uh,
1: or something you had some you had some hip-hop flavor going on let's let's say that <laughs> yeah
2: or or i mean you know the the it was like halfway between that and the kind of like something that, you know, you might wear if you were in a hardcore band in Boston in like uh, you know, eighty eight or whatever.
0: So you had the little Saint Laurent bomber on. I see you. All right. Yeah, I yeah, see you. No. I see you. It was
2: a few sizes bigger than that. But yeah. Um,
0: so if Asher Roth was in Youth of Today
1: it was yeah, kind of your swag socks.
2: You and I I see you. We see each other. Got it, got it. We are like a mirror. Um and I just took the jacket off and in the course of taking the jacket off dislocated the shoulder and it's like sways right there you know icon of our youth from mtv and and my shoulders have its socket and and i just kind of like took a deep breath and reached over with my left hand and just like pulled it back in while they all kind of looked at me and were like are you okay and i'm like uh you know just just one
0: you're like yeah just give me a beat i'm good give me a beat turn me up in the headphones (laughs) yeah (laughs) grace under fire grace under fire truly that that's honestly pretty i mean i guess the first time it happened to you, I'm sure you were reeling. And now over the years, you've just kind of figured it out and you know when it's happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's happened to me when I was driving. It's, it's it's happened to me everywhere at this point.
0: I would love to see the the playback of the
1: interview and Sway's like, yeah. So what's Idris' elbow really like? And then you, there's just a tear going down the side of your cheek <laughs> because you're in searing immense pain. Like, I mean, that's basically what happened. I'm How
0: good is Idris? Sure. Isn't Idris like a pretty real DJ? Uh,
1: oh, wow.
2: Great question. So. That sto- the way that story happened, I actually did see him DJ because so there's like a bad convention in celebrity profiles where they try to get you to do an activity together. Yes, of course. You know, course. it's like oh, go skydiving with Miley Cyrus or you know, big game hunting with like Liam Hensworth or what what, what have you. And who
0: wait, Zach? Just first of all, when you say they for the listeners, that is the the publicist and team of the the actor or musician because they want there to be something interesting happening to create like a scenario
1: it's like a like a first date when you go like let's go to do paintball or color me mine pot you know something to make it so it's not just two guys in a room having coffee right
2: and and it makes sense because the demands of a story are such that yes you want two guys in a room talking but you also want to observe them in the world, so like the the good version is like, let me come with you to work and watch you act, or yeah, or whatever. The the team or the manager, the publicist often doesn't want you on the actual film set, so they're like, what if you went skydiving instead? Yeah,
0: they, they don't want you. They don't want you at church with Haley and Haley and Justin. <laughs> they, exactly, you're going to exactly. see too much.
2: And so with Idris, somehow we um, ended up in New York playing basketball, which is something that I don't really do. And then it turned out that he didn't really do. They were just like, yo, this gym, you guys are gonna play basketball together. And I was relatively new to the job. So I showed up and he showed up and we're like kind of looking at each other's games and we both, we both really suck. It was, it was not pretty. It was like not the kind of thing that if you were an actor aspiring to stardom, you would want um,
1: To be documented publicly. Yeah.
2: So he was like, at the end of it, he was like, look, man, I don't know about all this. I'm going to Ibiza.
1: Let's go in like two <laughs> weeks
2: to DJ. Do you just want to roll to that instead? Which is often the thing that the public is sort of trying to keep you from because obviously now you're in the club late night with the person and, yeah. and they're going to do what they're going to do. It's going to
1: be a get them to the Greek type scenario. You're going to have to hide a, a a prostitute's body or something like that. Nobody wants that in the story. Nobody
2: wants that in the story except for everyone that I work with and me, <laughs> but um, not, not them. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Uh, so I so I went.
2: Uh, and i i I watched him dj like five Dj sets there
1: shit he was going rounds
2: <laughs> he was he was like he did you know like the day party at the beach club
1: and then
0: now we're in Jason's uh, Jason's getting excited now
1: so you're so you're backstage you're you got bottle service at Pacha. What's going on here
2: i I was backstage. There, and I think there was like bottle service uh, circulating around. I'm professional. I,
0: I did not. You would not. And imbi- you only did coke. Cause you had to stay up. You're jet yeah, lagged. I
2: went to the after party and
1: then I did a ton of coke, but, um, <laughs> uh, I mean a ton, <laughs> a fucked up amount.
2: I would say the low, the low moment of that. And God bless him. Cause he was a better DJ than this, but, at the first stop, it was like an outdoor beach club, and he was playing—I I, like, I don't even know the word for it—like electronic music, you know, of no particular flavor, like kind of like international hotel lobby music. Basically. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes,
0: yeah. yes, yes. We call that—that's day, day party EDM—is what we like to call that.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, wanted to sound authoritative in my story, like I knew, so I, 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 I like, you know, had Shazam. I like downloaded it, and I was like, let me, let me Shazam the song that he's playing right now. And the cover comes up, and it's like basically exactly what I'm looking at. And the name of the record is Ibiza Hits Volume Four. Or <laughs>
0: oh, address. Yeah,
2: but then like the he was he was like better at the at the evening.
0: You know the the true function. Those day part th- those day party sets are tough. You know what I mean? It's yeah, hard he, to was, he was he was doing what he wants. had to
1: do. The crowds can get a little finicky. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're not drunk enough yet. That's pretty. Fu- That's pretty funny though. I I mean, is that something? So Idris is like come to Ibiza and you call your editor, and you're like, I got to go to Ibiza to finish this, and they're like, yeah, fuck it, let's go? Or did it take some some twisting of the arm?
2: No, I mean, they were just like, yeah, fuck it, let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: no no arm twisting whatsoever. They were just like, stay as long as you need to.
1: Especially when you're coming off of, like, here's two guys who suck at basketball shooting hoops around. Like, when you're coming off of that, the PJ2 Ibiza sounds much more juicy, if you ask me. Yeah,
2: except it wasn't. The, the PJ definitely flew middle seat commercial but you know it's-
0: yeah those condé <laughs> budgets are not yeah those condé budgets are not you know the cash poor
1: right now
2: yeah yeah well this was this was earlier in the in the run this was this is a slightly uh wealthier day but i i think even now it's sort of like well if you're gonna let us do that then yeah we're we'll buy the economy comfort seat and let's get after it
0: <laughs> let's go let's, that's the how long gone approach as well for jason i uh you know, I sit in first class, and then I make sure Jason's in economy comfort. It's kind of, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's like the Rolling Stones have their own planes. Uh, we just need to be separated uh, during the flight.
1: Chris needs to make sure that I have a worse seat than him, and if I don't, then. We're turning this thing around, turn this plane around. Do you guys
2: wave to each other? You know, like Chris, I
0: don't no, no no, no, I no, no. Absolutely not. Once I get on the plane, it's like, he's dead to me.
1: Well, I could see, you know, speaking of white Lotus, there's a, there's a scene where he's watching, you know, one character is in the terminal looking out the window with his sunglasses on, you know, kind of commanding the room. And then there's two TSA people like loading a casket into the undercarriage of the plane. And Chris kind of needs to make sure that that's the way I'm boarding. <laughs> you know, yeah, kind exactly. Of, yeah. Kind of like where the where the animal, like the livestock. He's getting zone. like the Delta, like
2: your bag is on board alert, and it's just you getting yeah. tucked under the. the
0: jet. Uh, it's well, I just, I mean, he, he is in some ways my service animal, you know, so I want to make sure. But I, I'm racking up a lot of Delta Nun points as well, <laughs>
1: yeah. thanks to all of our yeah. all of our travels as of late.
0: But it's better legroom for him too, which is something that that I, well, I could stretch. Yeah. there
1: there are some sub zero temperatures depending on where we're we're traveling and what time of the year. But but we have an Arteryx plug. So i have an Arteryx deal, and I'm all sorted out. Gore Tex goes a long way in in the undercarriage. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that gear is very warm. It's very warm, Zach. I did want to ask you about the sweeping trend of the, de- the 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 death of the celebrity profile in some ways. That there these a lot of these celebrities are commanding this
1: old chestnut, Chris. Exactly,
0: commanding power and basically approaching these these publications saying yeah i'll do a cover i'll do this i'll do that but i'm writing an essay or it's going to be an interview that i basically run you know and it's it's as someone who loves celebrity profiles and has read them you know since since i can remember it's it's noticeable like across you know obviously not everyone wields that kind of power but is this something obviously i know how you feel about it but is this something you see as well i'm not making this up
2: no you're not you're not making it up and there's like eight billion reasons for it and and some of them have to do with magazines and some of them just have to do with the fact that like if you were tom cruise in 93 you want to get the word out about whatever it was you were doing a magazine was like weirdly your only path to doing that and then that gave the magazine tons of levers they're like okay well here's this reporter he's going to show up on the days of thunder set or or she actually in the case of the gq story and they're just going to be here for as long as they want to be here. And they're going to call all your friends and, and you're done when we say you're done.
1: And you should be so lucky, Tom. Yeah. little short yeah. motherfucker. And
2: obviously, obviously now piece of shit, you know, you got the, you got the notes app. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got, you got all sorts of ways to, to get the word out.
0: I announce all my films with the notes app. So that's, that's, I'm glad to see that. So you're saying that the, the power has shifted.
2: Well, I would say because Because magazines are now not the only pathway, the magazines don't have the leverage that they
1: had before. It's been usurped by the greatest medium of all time, podcasting, right?
2: That's correct. Yeah, yeah. They'd rather come on How Long Gone and um you know look we're still trying to book bb bridges but she's just like i did how long gone so exactly uh, we're done yeah
0: she kind of she she was like this is it i've reached the pinnacle this is the cover of the style section for her
1: where where doth one go from here she says (laughs) I, i
0: just i mean i think that but you've had the experience though of you've spent a long time with some subjects right like you've done that thing where it's like a couple weeks on and off
2: yeah and like in different cities and and over you're with them when they're shooting the film and then you're with them when the film is coming out you know which is you know it can be a year or two years after and um that stuff that stuff still exists like i I think people are right about the death of the celebrity profile but that that doesn't mean that it's like uniformly dead it, it just sort of means that it's like a little bit more everyone's playing lotto every time you you do it um and and there's like probably fewer people who do it at a high level maybe than there there
0: once was are there like i mean obviously everyone's different and that's understood but are there are there through lines you see when you spend that much time with someone who's at that level whether it be a musician or an actor or even an athlete like are, is there are there things that you see personality wise that develop with that level of fame
2: i think it's it's funny like y- y'all Seems to pall around with some celebrities. Um, so maybe you guys get this like question that Chris
1: lives in the same apartment complex as Rebecca Black. Yeah.
2: Maybe you guys get this question at Thanksgiving, but with the family or whatever of what is a celebrity like or are they like us or not? Mm-hmm. And, but the, th- the thing, the thing to me is like fame is really weird and people who haven't seen it up close don't fully, you can't, you just can't comprehend how weird it is until you actually see what it's like to be one of these folks like in a restaurant or like walking down Fairfax or or just like listen to them talk about their life and be like, well, I haven't met a, a girl who I could be positive was interested in me and not whoever I'm supposed to be right. in in ten years. And because of that, people people react to a very weird circumstance and they themselves can become weird or they can become really interesting or they can just sort of be like Steve Carell and be like, I I swear I'm a normal man and and just like withdraw to Toluca Lake or whatever. But um, (laughs) I think it's just such a strange circumstance to live in every day that it's fascinating to watch how people cope with it. And some people are like, I am determined to hold on to normalcy. And then some people go the Kanye route and are like the only, only thing left that defines me internally, externally, uh, wherever is celebrity. And it's like, I am this guy, whether I am behind closed doors or in public or by myself, there is no other version of Kanye than the Kanye that everyone sees. That's like the extreme version of people who just lean all the way into it.
0: It's like I give this to the public and then I keep this for myself, you know, and that's usually there's a little bit of a duality there as far as personality goes or maybe just openness goes.
2: Right. And I mean, people don't realize what performers celebrities have to be. I mean, like no matter what you're doing, you're perpetually getting off a plane and you're on like Good Morning America like two minutes later, you know, or you're you're just constantly having to perform for people. In a way that, yeah, trains people to sort of be like, this is the exterior facing thing that I do when I'm me in public. And then there's the other version. But then over time, I do think those two things kind of start to start to merge.
0: If you spend enough time with someone, I don't care how good they are at this or how long they've been a celebrity, I feel like that you start to see and you're trained to see it now because you've been doing this for so long at such a high level. Like when that when that facade kind of breaks down, that that's obviously... The moment you're looking for in some ways.
2: Absolutely. And I also think like, I am interested in this type of work because I I think it's about people in really interesting circumstances, not to sound very corny and sincere and Ted Lasso all of a sudden, but I, (laughs) this work is about empathy and it's about like, wow, look at this person coping with these, these circumstances that are like, if you're Justin Bieber, there's five people on the planet earth that can relate to what your life is like. And that doesn't mean that he reacted to it in an admirable way. It just means that he literally is one of five. And that itself is fascinating. And I I get really curious about what it's like to be a a person in those circumstances, and ha- and how do you cope, and how do you deal, and what's your life like, and it, it just gives rise to a million interesting questions. I
0: think I have a really difficult time with empathy for celebrities and rich people. I, that seems to be the common thing.
1: Which is uh, which is interesting, considering you love a celebrity profile more than almost any other form of the written
0: word. Well, I like. I mean, I I just think it's like I think it's a little bit. This is what you signed up for, and that doesn't mean people are not monsters. You know, both of those things can be true. You know what I mean? Like this was the this was probably the goal, and unfortunately, if there's a lot that comes with being very good at something and being recognized for that something.
1: Yeah, but you can only—it's so hard to resist. Like this is what you signed up for. Like your life is going to be amazing, and it's everything you ever dreamed of. But there's going to be some downsides to it. And they're like, yeah, okay, bro, I'll be all right.
0: And I'm sure you've seen this a lot, Zach. Is I think it's when it happens to someone. Like someone like Bieber, it was so young; it's informed his entire mental state and his being. Whereas I think for other people, that maybe it's when it's more gradual or more uh, or it happens to them a little later. Maybe it's easier to be a little uh, more well adjusted.
2: I think that's totally right, and um, because they they had an opportunity to figure out who they were as a person, exactly in the in the world that the rest of us live in before they went to that other world. Whereas someone like Bieber or Miley Cyrus did not have that opportunity and therefore are just like put themselves together as people in a very strange way that probably can never be fully undone.
0: No, no, I mean, no, definitely not. That's, that's like what we, and that's also, I think that the demands on these people are higher than they ever have been. And that's something I can be empathetic towards. You know what I mean? Like the constant giving, giving, we want more, we want more, we want more. If you don't give it to us, you're an asshole or a bitch. That's unfair.
1: And that's what they face every day. You
2: know, it's not the only thing they face every day, but they do get that energy every day.
1: Being a celebrity used to have some perks. Am I right, guys?
0: No, I mean, I, you know, I'm glad that I'm becoming a celebrity later in life. I've already established my kind of my personality. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, going to the grocery store is a chore. It's literally a chore. Eating out is tough. Uh, but no, I think that, I mean, I do, I do think that that the main, I mean, like the rise of like a dumois, you know, which at first I liked because I'm, I'm a gawker stalker head. Now I'm like, this is actually awful. Like I I don't need to know that a celebrity wasn't wearing a mask eating outside in Dallas. Like, do we need to know this like minutia of celebrity life? I would much prefer to have it be guys like you writing these longer stories. And that's the information we get versus this kind of like candy clickbait stuff that we get every single day.
2: Yeah. And this isn't limited to celebrities. Like you you would not, subject your friends to the same standards that people subject mm. these people to. It's like it's a complete lack of human empathy to be like, yeah, you're maskless outside somewhere and I'm gonna put you on blast for it. Uh and probably the same person who's doing that is like maskless somewhere right now.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: I, I'm kind of for like I don't think they deserve extra empathy. I'm not like Kanye where it's like celebrity is a protected class, but I am like, consider treating them more or less like you would treat another human. But maybe that maybe that's too much to ask for.
0: You're asking too much of the American people, and you know yeah, that. Come yeah.
2: on. Well,
1: it's not. It's not the first time. Zach, have you ever listened to this
0: podcast before?
2: Uh, well, my friend Sarah sent me like a little clip where you complimented one of my stories, so I obviously listened to that like 25 times in a row.
0: Your friend Sarah is that somebody that works at the Conde Nas Corporation or an actual friend?
2: Uh, an actual an actual friend, an actual real life friend.
0: Do you know
1: which story? Which story it was? You've written so many. I, I think it
0: was.
2: I think it was uh, Beaver, I think it was.
0: Yeah, for sure. We check the muck. We check the muck rack. You know what I mean. We see the numbers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, why do you ask if I've listened before?
1: Just we we ask that for that that question to to our guests from time to time. Oh,
0: interesting. A considerable amount. Even people we can we might consider friends have not listened to it.
1: There's no there's no wrong answer. It's more of just like
0: I respect. Personally, I respect personally um, as a person who finds it very difficult to listen to podcasts now. Um, I don't know if you went through a phase. I imagine since podcasting is happening in your home, you're kind of exhausted by it. In theory,
2: no. I mean, I think the honest answer is then I did listen to your podcast and I like liked it too much, and I was embarrassed because I was like, "Damn, I got to go on this now." <laughs> and I'm, I'm a I'm a fan. You never want to roll in like a fan, you know. No, like, a
1: lot of people uh, have talked about the embarrassment of liking a podcast a lot, but like, what podcast isn't embarrassing? to like a lot you know what i mean
2: i don't think it's embarrassing to like your podcast i think it's embarrassing to be in front of you liking your podcast Mm, you know mm -hmm. like me going about my day driving around you know or or at the driving range or what have you that that's fine but but once i'm confronted with the real thing then i gotta i gotta act like i i don't know who you guys are
1: we're we're hitting balls with the boys and the airpod pro no problem (laughs) that's a cakewalk (laughs) <laughs> but when you get the Zoom iCal invite, but that's yeah. when it yeah. becomes real. Which, com-
2: which comes about a month in advance. People, people should know.
1: This ain't no condon ass bullshit. We run a tight ship over here.
2: I literally was like. Yo, Chris, did you mean July? And you're like, no, I'm, I'm good. It's August. It's August. It's August at 12. Yeah, p.m. Chris,
1: maybe you should start in- including that as like a little stipulation aside, just to clarify, because I think a lot of guests might have that same. Well, I just,
0: I just don't, I don't understand why people would assume we're a fly by the seat of your pants type operation when we're clearly buttoned up and as professional as you can be in this line of work. We're buttoned as hell. We're buttoned as hell. I'm, buttoned, I'm buttoning the top button. We're we're booked and busy. Can I ask you a, a golf question? Real quick, Zach, because I I'll never understand the appeal. But
2: yeah, let's let's end this on a properly humiliating note. Go ahead, please.
0: I well, I have a I have another friend, uh, my friend Christian, who is a big golfer, and um, he also mentioned listening to Airpo- like like listening to music or listening to podcasts while he was golfing. Like he'll he'll like I'll do eighteen alone or I'll be at the driving range. And he mentioned that to me, and I just find I don't know why, but like I guess because tennis like music or it, it's there's no part of that that would ever happen. Um, and I just I can't imagine I I don't know. Like, have you like you don't listen to music when you're playing with other people, but when you're playing golf solo, you're listening to something all the time.
2: Well, at the driving range. If I'm on if I'm on the course by myself, which is rare, I I'm communing with nature, I'm getting external, I'm you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the leaves in the distance, trying to gauge the wind. Mm-hmm. Of course. But on the driving range, uh you're just kind of surrounded by other golfers and and it, it's a kind of a, like a anything to get me out of here situation sure. that,
0: that so you're saying you don't like the trump rally happening at the course you don't like yeah, it.
2: yeah. Okay. exactly right. like you, you know the the my blue lives matter hat yeah. you know <laughs> i i left it at home and so i, I gotta <laughs> just i gotta tune it all out
0: you're feeling judged you're feeling judged by yeah yeah
2: i don't i i think someone might say something to me it's also like a very like repetitious mm-hmm. activity that kind of you can really zone out with a a podcast. And actually, I think if you were thinking too hard about it, then you would just drive yourself insane.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That makes sense. I mean,
1: honestly, uh, now that I'm thinking about it more, solo driving range, one of the better passive listening podcast activities one could do outside from watering the lawn or doing the dishes. Driving. Or yeah, or yeah, driving of course. But you do a different kind of driving, don't you? Get that big old <laughs> Bertha out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he you know he's got a couple. He's got a couple
0: big Berthas in the bag. You already know. He's got a
1: couple big Berthas in the bag. Wow,
2: wow. All right. So there's some golf lingo on his podcast. <laughs> what
0: do, what do you all know about big Bertha? I know. A, I have a lot of lingo. And uh, she's in
1: the, a big ass bitch, isn't she? <laughs>
0: Ping. chris did
2: you was it was was the south full of golfers were you like surrounded by them
0: i golfed oh, okay. in my younger All days right. and my my dad's brothers are like scratch golfers like played in college live on golf courses now but i just never i mean i was okay at it and then i was like okay well music is a lot cooler than this despite
1: so. his republican upbringing he he never really quite got his mid-range game
0: down yeah. the
1: boy could drive the
0: boy could putt but you know when he's 50 out no it's not I, my sand game was not great uh when, <laughs> I, when I was and I, that's when i talk about the trap that's what i mean i, I don't i, I <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm very much the opposite i'm i'm late in life to it and grew up being like this is this is a war crime that people play (laughs) Um, a war crime (laughs) well look you know at at 18 you're not known for like the moderation of your opinion so
0: no no no, that's true what was what what sport do you so is this your main sport
2: yeah well i I told you about my tennis issues that the serve is not coming off um, you know, although if I'm allowed to like bounce the ball and then hit it, then, then, then we're, we're talking the the topspin forehand is still very much in effect.
0: Did you play growing up?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I played growing up, not like with any real distinction, but that's what I feel like when I play golf now, cause it's like, I played a little tennis, baseball, basketball. Growing up, and if you handed me any of those things now, I would still be able to basically play it. Whereas every time I try to play golf, I'm like, "Wait, how do you do this again?" Yeah,
0: you're a multi you're a multi sport athlete. I I like, I like, same. I, I can relate. I can relate. Junior
2: varsity letters in like three different sports. Wow, you did. Yeah, JV baby.
0: I don't know why you write for a living. You must not be very tall.
2: Uh, definitely not. Yeah, it's
0: like five ten and a half. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Actually,
1: that's not bad, man.
0: We're gonna have to throw this podcast in the in the in the trash can if you're not over six feet. We kind of a rule. Um. So, but it was nice. It we was should a have good asked that
1: at the beginning of the episode, Chris. We kind of wasted a whole with the while. with
2: the Cuban heel. I'm like five <laughs> eleven
0: and three quarters. With the our legacy Cuban heel. Wow, he does work at G Yeah, he does. He he be borrowing from Sam Hine every once in a while. You You know what I mean? Let me borrow that skirt.
1: And Zach to make a Cuba joke right now, Jesus. (laughs) Zach (laughs) great pod. Great pod. Thank you so much for chatting with yeah. us. Did you have any questions for us as the um as the clock begins to strike midnight on this episode? Well,
2: you know, I've always wondered how you guys actually make a living. So, if you want to kind
1: of get into the finances now, and um, oh the-
0: no, 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 that's that's unfortunately uh, Patreon exclusive.
1: We make money from selling ads, and I'm an influencer and a DJ. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm a I'm a consultant working in the fashion space, uh, and also. Um, I've contributed to your little your little magazine before.
2: Oh yeah, no, I've, I've seen. Trust me, I've seen the bylines, but but I know I know it's like secretly like Red Bull money, out here or, or, uh, well, I hear. Well,
0: there's no secret about uh, my love for energy drinks, but unfortunately, Red Bull is not lining my uh, my salvaged jeans. He's the only athlete
1: okay. that is okay. not a Red Bull Red Bull <laughs> <laughs> influencer. <laughs>
0: uh, but no, uh, Zach, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You guys follow along for for, for Zach's uh, in depth reporting. Uh, our man is on the front lines, risking it every day. Risking it every day. This man went to he had to hang out with Brad Pitt earlier this year. All right, <laughs> yeah, bro, that sucks.
1: Have a little fucking empathy.
0: Yeah, no one wants to do that. Uh, but uh, thank you, Zach, and we will uh, we will talk to you soon, King. Okay.